Cloudcast Media. Welcome to your next mission podcast with the 12th Sergeant Major of the Army and co-founder of the American Freedom Foundation, Jack L. Tilly, proudly presented by Cavalry Agency, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Good day, veterans and family members. Welcome to your next mission podcast. I'm Jack Tilly, your host, and I've been having so much fun doing this podcast. And so uh, I'm glad that you're with me today. But please, please go easy on me as I learn how to navigate uh, through this new and exciting journey. Your next mission is a new program initiative of the American Freedom Foundation. We'll be talking with some outstanding and interesting guests who will provide insights and real takeaways for our veterans, military service members, military spouses, and families as it relates to your transition from military to civilian life. We wanna address the topics and issues that you really are already dealing with. It's my hope that this next, that uh, your next mission podcast can be a place where we can laugh and, and cry together and have frank, honest conversations about questions we're all trying to answer and have some fun along the way. Today, we have a, an exceptional show. Our theme is mental health. I'd like to bring three great supporters of our military from a new, uh, new mission, a strategic partner for us, the Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinics, also known as the Cohen Veterans Network. Ms. Karen Blanchett, I hope I don't mess that up, clinic director at Tampa, Florida facility, Belinda Sharp, lead clinician, and Rafael Rock Rivera, Outreach Director, welcome to uh, your next mission podcast, and thank you so much for being on here today. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, well, but I'd like to start out here with this, uh, sort of asking each one of you to uh, sort of tell a little <laughs> bit about yourself a little bit. Karen, would you want to start out with us? Uh, sure. Uh, so my name is Karen Planchette. I am a social worker, master's in social work. I have, um, and have been in the field for almost 30 years working in mental health and substance use disorders clinics. Um, I had the honor of being chosen as the clinic director for the Tampa Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic in 2019. And so I moved myself from Massachusetts down to Florida to open this clinic and um, have had probably two of the best years of my career since I started here. All right, thank you very much. Belinda, would you like to start out there? Give us a little bit. To... I can, my name is Belinda Sharp. I have been a clinician for almost 24 years. I've worked with a variety of population, you know, kids, adults. I my, my passion has always been working with trauma. And so I was naturally drawn to working with our military, our veterans, and helping them through some of those difficult transition points as they as they deal with the things that they've had to deal with. So Great. that's kind of what leads me to do the work that I'm doing. Well, thank you both very much. Rock, you want to go ahead? So Rock Rivera, retired uh, Master Sergeant, 28 years Army, U.S. Army, served uh, overseas, Middle East, Germany, Central South America, I uh, have a master's degree in human resources, researches and a bachelor's in business. Also uh, dedicated time to working as a private contractor upon retirement in 2010. 
advising companies on how to conduct business with the government. Currently, I'm the director of outreach for the Cohen Veterans uh, Clinic located in Tampa. And uh, I'm proud to be part of this organization. Oh, man, I can't wait to get started. You guys, thank you very much for telling us a little about, about yourself. Rock, we're going to start out with you. Rock, can you tell us about the Cohen Veterans Network history and who you serve with right now? Can you tell us a little bit about the about Cohen? About the- so, yes, uh, the, the Cohen-Steven uh, Network was founded in 2016 after uh, Steve uh, A. Cohen, philanthropist, dedicated $275 million to serve veterans and their families. Uh, the connection with that is that uh, his son enlisted in the Marine Corps after graduating from Brown University, top school, and uh, taking a tour out to Afghanistan. So he dedicated this amount of money in clinics to opening up 25 clinics nationwide. Currently, we have 19 clinics uh, nationwide. By 2023, we're projected to have, by 2021, we're projected to have 23 clinics that treat for depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, adjustments, issues, anger, grief, loss, family issues, transitioning out of the military in order to make that uh, a, a better way of getting our veterans to uh, have a better life. Not only do we treat the veterans, but we also treat the family members, their caregivers, caretakers, whoever that veteran designates as a person of interest in their life. And we also now currently are treating active duty, which is a, a great thing with the TRICARE referrals. So we, uh, we're definitely embedded in the system with 25 clinics projected, like I said, and including uh, future clinics in Puerto Rico and uh, in Los Angeles uh, within the year to 2021, including the one outside Georgia in Hinesville, outside Fort Stewart. But uh, the organization is going strong uh, we do have a preference of higher veterans in our clinic. We have uh, clinicians that are not veterans, however, are connected to veteran families in every which way. But we have a combination of different branches in, in, in the clinic. We're about each clinic is about 10,000 square feet. We provide child care. We provide transportation. We're very unique. We will see the veterans uh, or family members within seven days and in crisis, we will see them within 24 hours. Oh, wow. Hey, hey Karen, can you tell us a little bit about uh, some of the therapies that you provide and how you, how do you treat them? Sure. Um, all of our therapies are evidence-based. So that means that they are scientifically proven to work. Um, and all of our clinicians are specially trained in specific evidence-based therapies. And those might include Cognitive behavioral therapy, which we use for a wide variety of disorders. Um, there's a cognitive behavioral therapy specific to insomnia, which is a very important um, one for our veterans, particularly who are having difficulty with sleep. Um, prolonged exposure for PTSD treatment, EMDR, uh, which is eye movement, desensitization. Belinda might have to help me reprocessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also great intervention for PTSD. Um, there are so many uh, and they're all evidence-based and very targeted to help our clients 
identify and resolve those problematic symptoms they're having um, and help them get back to better. There you go. Well, you know, I, I was telling you a few minutes ago, I've, I've had post-traumatic stress for probably 40 years and stuff like that. So some, sometime during this period, I'm going to ask you a little bit about that. Melinda, can you tell us uh, what makes C, uh, CVN clinics stand out uh, in your service for veterans? I mean, what makes it stand out? I think a lot of the way that we focus on our treatment with the evidence-based practices like Karen mentioned is it's meant to be time limited. It's meant to have the veterans or family members come in. They really focus on what those, what those symptoms are. What is it that's interfering with their quality of life right now? You know, we try to make it where people aren't meant to be in therapy forever. We want to work on those things that they're coming in for and get them back to the best quality of life that they can be living right now. So I think that's one thing that is unique. And also that we, we want there to be no barriers to treatment. As Rock mentioned earlier, you know, it's whoever the veteran or service member defines as a family member. That might be a neighbor that's a caretaker. That might be a girlfriend or a boyfriend or someone who's important in their life. So we allow that military member to define who is part of their team that they that needs some support in understanding what they're going through. So those are just a couple of the ways that I think that we're unique as we reach out to to the veteran and military community to provide the services. Yeah, I, can, I, can, I talked to Karen the other day, and I think one of the things I liked was you can have a, a six-month program, a 12-month program, or longer uh, based on what are the needs of you and your family and stuff. Let me ask one mm -hmm. more question and we'll take a, a small break in a minute. But what's the cost of this? How do they get, how do they pay for this therapy? I can take that one. So okay. we, um, we do accept most of the federal insurances. So TRICARE, TriWest, um, which are now mm -hmm. Humana and um, Optum, maybe more familiar names. Um, Florida, Blue Cross, Blue Shield here. Other clinics take other insurances. So we do take insurance. Um, but if someone was unable to pay or uninsured, we do have a contract uh, through the generous donation of Mr. Cohen that is able to pay for um, all of the services that someone may need while they are with us. Oh, thank you so much. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with Karen Blanchett, Rock Rivera, and Belinda Sharp from the Cohen Veterans Network. I'm Jack L. Tilly, 12th Sergeant Major of the Army. And you're listening to Your Next Mission podcast, proudly presented by Calvary Agency, Purdue University Global, and Veterans United Home Loans. Before we get back to Rock, Karen, and Belinda, I'd like to tell you a little about uh, Veterans United Home Loans. They're the number one lender for five straight years. They've had a 4.8 out of five stars with nearly 255,000 reviews. If you're buying, they're funding your dream. Go to veteransunited.com if you need their help. Hey, I'd like to get back to the questions now, and I'd like to uh, really uh, like to devote this segment to post-traumatic stress. And, and I know that I told you before that that impacted me a long time ago. Uh, but Belinda, what, what does PTSD really stand for? I know you got a couple of names, PTSD or PTS, but what does PTSD stand for? Or what is it like, I guess? PTS or PTSD, post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress disorder, you know, like a lot of mental health um, needs that come up, there's not really one specific signifier. There's nothing that you can look at and say 100% that, oh, that's definitely part of PTSD. There are so many different pieces that go along with it. There can be bad dreams, irritability, difficulty sleeping, and, you know, especially with irritability, it could be towards something specific. There might be a specific vehicle 
that makes you feel more irritable. Maybe there's certain smells or specific sounds, but it could also be generalized as in loud noises or crowded places, and it can enhance some of the feelings and thoughts that come up. Maybe there's intrusive memories, uh, nightmares that are repeated and they're related to trauma that people have gone through through their experiences. There can be an emotional detachment. They Maybe they don't feel much of any kind of emotion anymore. Nothing brings them joy. They're just very flat. They don't, they don't engage in a lot of activities. So they're detaching themselves from family, from friends. There can be guilt or self-blame about um, a lot of different things. You know, anger is something that comes out really intensely with PTSD sometimes. It can be very persistent in when, the way that anger is, is released. You know, there's fear. They can be having flashbacks or feeling as if they're re-experiencing some of the events that they went through, especially if they're triggered by a specific situation or they get some sort of a reminder. It can be a voice. There can be a smell. It can be a lot of different things that might trigger that. And these do bring on actual physical reactions, heart racing, shakiness, you know, feeling, feeling like we're losing control of ourselves sometimes. And now what what can bring some of this on, you know, as far as what can be a, a post-traumatic stress situation, you know, sometimes it's one big event that creates our post-traumatic stress. Sometimes it's numerous repeated smaller events. Um, for one big event, it could be it could be a sexual assault. It could be that there was a convoy explosion, and that one event can create the post-traumatic stress that someone is experiencing. But it could also be repeated smaller events, such as just ongoing fire while you're serving and you're deployed. And you're going to have the same impact. But, you know, these symptoms are going to look the same no matter what. Um, so it doesn't, it, it can be brought on by a lot of different things. And the main thing is you can have some of these symptoms and it doesn't always mean that it is PTSD. That's why it's important that we talk about it and that we really look at it to find out what's going on because you can have these without it and you can also get it from, from numerous situations that you might've gone through. And, you know, our past trauma, you know, from childhood or from some other event in our past can be triggered by current events that maybe pop up through deployments or pop up through an interaction somewhere else, but it brings all of that stuff back in from your past as well. So it can be a complex trauma situation as well. That might be a little more than what no, you're No, no, you know, I, I sit, I sit there listening. You, you, you probably asked the next 10 questions I answered right here. But, 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 that's, but that's okay. I mean, that's fine. You, you got and you're really right to, to, uh, to cover all that information because I was telling Karen a little while ago that, you know, mm -hmm. I've had post-traumatic stress for a long time. And mm -hmm. really, Karen, your next question was, what is the impact of post-traumatic stress? But I think Belinda probably answered all of that. Yep, I think you got good. your answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but no, well, see, well, honestly, I could keep going. No, no, let me go to Karen real quick. Karen, I talked to you a minute ago mm -hmm. about uh, post-traumatic stress and how it impacted me as far as uh, there's certain things that I can't say with without tearing up and not boo crying. Mm -hmm. But but give me some recommendations. You know, what the impact, how do you work through some of those things? You know, yeah, so the ways to... Um, you know, ways that we work with clients on working through some of those, we call them triggers, right? So the thoughts or the um, the smells or the things that you see that cause you to have that emotional reaction that you just described. Um, 
are different for everybody and how they cope with them is also very individualized. Um, so our treatment plans are individualized. Um, but I think one of the most important things that I work with people um, who are suffering from some PTSD symptoms to help them through those times is to try to be conscious of when it's starting, you know, that reaction is starting to happen and find something outside of your mind um, to focus on, like something in the room, something relaxing, thinking about something relaxing. Starting is for some people as they start to kind of hum their favorite song or something like that, that brings them out of that, the memory situation um, and into a different, more pleasant um, mind space so that they're able to sort of calm themselves down and um, work through that emotional traumatic reaction that they're experiencing. Yeah. I, I think when I talked to you, I told you, I post, again, I, I have post-traumatic yeah. stress. And, and the way I throw to work through it is I talk to people and I tell people about mm -hmm. it. But again, if, if I see something coming on and I, and I tear up, I try to change the subject and do something yep. else. But the key to success, I think, is, is communication. Talk to your spouse or talk to the people around you that can help you out. So, Absolutely. yeah, great. great if, who's ever listened to this, these are, this is great advice because you're talking, you're listening to uh, uh, some people that dedicated their lives to taking care of veterans and family members. So I am... I am uh, so proud to just have them on the podcast just to talk about this issue so, because it's so it's so big for all of us. We're going to uh, take another short break, and uh, we'll be right back with Karen, uh, Rock, and uh, Belinda, and uh, and we'll uh, from the Cohen Veterans Network, and and uh, we'll listen to another great conversation. We'll be right back. You're listening to Your Next Mission podcast. I'm Jack Tilly. I'm really excited about the next segment of our show because this is where we get to hear from you. We get to hear your stories and experience you've had so we can learn from each other. Before we get to your story, let me say a few words about one of our key sponsors. Our longtime partner, Purdue University Global, providing available online education for hardworking adults, innovative and personalized. Learn more by visiting them at purdueglobal.edu. Now back to our stories. Please reach out to me on smatilly at yournextmission.org or write a review on the website on yournextmission.org. Tell us your story. Send us a video or a photo, and I'll feature your story on the podcast. Today, I received a, an email from Michael W. I grew up in Shreveport near Barksdale Air Force Base. Military service uh, really didn't appeal to me because uh, I just didn't think I'd fit in. I wanted to do something that was bigger than myself. Plus, it looked like it was a, a ticket out of poverty. You know, I was always getting in trouble. Higher education really, really, quite frankly, never appealed to me. That fateful day standing outside a recruiting office in Victoria, Texas, led to 12 years of career in the Marine Corps as a gunner sergeant serving uh, tours in Iraq. Being a Marine really, quite frankly, changed my life. Satisfied my most inner desire of, of serving others and, and doing more with less. Reserve duty and helping Marines transition appealed to my core calling. I was then learned that, uh, that TBI and post-traumatic stress was a side effect. I was mentoring and advising Marines and seeing myself in the mirror. 
leaving active duty and in the civilian sector is like leaving the wire. A completely different world. No one was on your left and, and no one was on your right. You just try to find your way through the, through the fog. Six years later, with a learning disorder and life events, this Marine gunnery sergeant now holds a, a bachelor's degree. He owns his own company. He's married to a retired Army captain and had three lovely little girls running around his house. That's the kind of story that I want to hear. It's about taking care of each other. It's about remembering the kind of sacrifices that we make each and every day. Remember, we're all in this together. All right, we're back with Karen Rock and uh, Belinda Sharp, the, the Cohen Veterans Network. Just a final uh, couple of questions, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, Belinda, what... Uh, what is the data on suicide and how is it specifically impacting the military? Well, the data on, on suicide in general, you know, when we look at the CDC data, it's like the 10th leading cause of death, and which is more than twice as many lives as homicide. Uh, there's one death by suicide in the U.S. every 12 minutes. More than 8 million adults report even having thoughts of suicide in the past year. So in, out of 25 suicide attempts, there is one suicide completion. And, and that's, that's the generalized data. And the, the, the way that this impacts our military is because among veterans, active duty, reservists, and National Guard, that rate is about twice, twice the rate of non-military members. There, it's, you know, they're finding that it, it doesn't matter what rank the person is. It's all age groups. It's across all length of service. Um, the risk factors show that it's not directly connected to longer deployment times. It's not connected to number of deployments or even direct combat experience. So there's so many, so there's so many pieces that, that show that the impact on our military is, is rising. The Department of Defense releases a study every year. Well, actually, they've started releasing a study every year. They're on the third one right now. It comes out usually in the fall where they are looking at, at all of the suicide data among, among our servicemen and women. And it shows that there were 498 active duty and non-active duty that died by suicide just last year. Wow. They're also looking at family members of those military uh, veterans and active duty as well. So, so that's kind of how it's, it, that's kind of how the, it's impacting our military directly. Um, there's even some studies that the army is doing with the National Institute of Mental Health. that's looking at whether certain MOS categories are associated with risk. So they're really taking this seriously and starting to, uh, to try to find those deeper, deeper connections in order to serve our to so, so that we can help serve them better yeah. when we're providing care. Real, real quick follow-on question. Do we track retirees when they get out as far as suicide? Uh, you know, our veterans, yeah. Yes. It's, well, as far as the one of the reports that I just referenced, that is, that is looking at it separately. But yes, the overall data does look at uh, our veterans and retired and, and as well. Yeah. So those are factored in. Okay. 
Hey, uh, Karen, what are some of the myths around suicide and uh, what are some of the red flags and, and risk factors that are out there? Uh, so I'll start with some of those red flags. Um, and I think some of the more important ones to pay attention for maybe are um, someone feeling hopeless, um, trapped, or like they're a burden, talking about feeling like they're a burden or they can't do anything correctly, um, lack of connection and feeling like they belong to a community or even to their own family. Sometimes they don't feel as connected as they had a lot of guilt, uh, talking about guilt um, or feeling remorse about something. Um, isolation, giving away of things. Um, sometimes all of those uh, sort of display themselves in some self-destructive behaviors like drug or alcohol abuse. Um, risky driving, um, motorcycle risky driving as well. Um, sometimes expressions on social media, that's obviously more of a, a modern thing, but um, you know, putting um, feelings out there on social media or saying things like, um, you know, I, I might not see you again, so love you, everybody. Um, you know, little cryptic messages like that. Um, are certainly some red flags to look for. Yeah. You know, when I was on active duty, I think I had uh, three or four uh, suicides and units that yeah. I was in. And a lot of times you couldn't tell that, the, you know, they was okay, mm -hmm. they was doing a good job. But after work, they were sort of isolated. They weren't talking yeah. to anybody. They weren't communicating with anybody. So I always told people that the key to success was to continue to talk to your soldiers, service member, veterans, Always talk to them and, and check on them when they're, you know, off work. Sometimes that's the most important thing. Also, the families. Uh, talk to the families. Get the families involved with the kind of things that you're doing. So, Kyle, it's, this is uh, this is great, great information. Well, I think we probably ought to talk about three hours about this stuff. But, uh, Rock, uh, how do we contact any of your CVN clinics? How do we get a hold of them? So, if you Google the, the Cohen Veterans uh, Network, automatically it'll pop up. And then you'll be able to see exactly where all our locations are at. Uh, as far as the clinic in Tampa, uh, you can go to uh, where our clinic address is 4520 Oak Fair Boulevard, Suite 100, Tampa, Florida, 33610. And you can also go to the Cohen Clinic at Aspire.org. That's our clinic in Tampa. But for the main location of all the clinics, you can go to the Cohen Veterans Network and automatically it'll pop up with all the locations of where we're at. And we're at locations where there's major military installations. That's how we identify our locations as far as segmentation and demographics of where the vast majority of uh, veterans are at and uh, military active duty installations. Yeah, I, I just want to, you know, I just wanted to say, uh, just not from me, but really from all the people you have. Thank you, thank you, thank you for, for what you guys do. There's a lot of people that sort of talk about taking care of veterans, but a lot of times you're out there isolated by yourself, and you need people like you that that certainly care. And, uh, you know, from this old soldier, uh, thank you, thank you so much. Thanks to uh, Karen Blanchett, Rock Rivera, and Belinda Sharp from the Cohen Veterans Network for being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sergeant Major. Thank you so much for listening today. Please visit us at yournextmission.org where you can meet our key partners. All of them have services and jobs for you. One of our partners and sponsors of Your Next Mission is the Calvary Agency. 
If you need a firm to fight for your brand the way they fight for ours, it's time to call in the Calvary. Ideas, strategy, action. This is Calvary. Please visit them at calvaryagency.com. Also, follow us on Your Next Mission, social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. I want to I want to end each pod, uh, each podcast with a little story about myself. And me and Karen talked about it a little while ago. I've had uh, post traumatic stress for uh, probably, like I said, forty years. And 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 there's certain things that uh, that I talk about uh, that that I get bothered by or even cry about. And and sometimes years ago, not now, but I used to lose my temper. And I I remember one time I I lost my temper and I was stomping on this motorcycle and. Uh, and I didn't know what I was doing. And, uh, and I had no earthly idea what I was doing. And, and sometimes I'd get angry and I'd yell at people. And, and I'd think about it for a few minutes and realize that, geez, that, I just, I don't, I'm not sure what's wrong with you. People need uh, to talk to each other. They need to communicate with each other and, and reach out. And, and people, there's people there to help you. So uh, for me, from this old soldier, I, I know I had issues. I reached out to people and they helped me. And, uh, and they'll help you too. So uh, I, I, just, uh, I just want you to get the help that you need. Again, thank you for listening and thank you for Cloudcast Media for showing us the way and, and our three sponsors, Calvary Agency, Purdue University Global, and Vetsers United Home Loans. See you on the high ground. Hoo-ha! You've been listening to Your Next Mission, brought to you by the American Freedom Foundation. Learn more by visiting yournextmission.org. Cloudcast Media.